Mitchell, and that there is Jason Buck. Of course, he is on uh, communication with us via telephone for the simple reason that there's some coronavirus going around. So Jason has been in Florida. Don't really want to touch him. Breathe on him. <laughs> Definitely don't want this to kiss. This Disney World for a few days. Do not want to kiss from Jason. Yeah. So he's he's quarantined away from the old studios. And uh, <clears throat> so there's this whole... Um, uh, idea and a story was written in the kslsports.com about some of these schools considering leaving because of the economic disparity that uh, the Pac-12 faces with uh, other conferences. So, and these are these are kind of the big the big programs. You've got Oregon, who, by the way, won the football cha- conference championship, the basketball conference championship, and both the men's and women's. Definitely the major sports in in those uh, respective fields, and they're like, we have this, we have this national power, but you know we want to get out of it. We we can't compete with these other conferences if we're in a financial um, limitation that they don't have. And the other school that that considered this was USC. So my question to you: Where does that leave Utah? What if this well, happens? I mean, well, if a couple of those teams left, I mean, it would just just about destroy the pack. Well, be the Pac-10 then, say if two of them left, and that would really damage Utah because it damaged the whole the whole conference. I mean, they'd barely be Power Five. You know, they'd yeah, they'd barely, if anything, they'd be really close to dropping out of the Power Five. If they lost, you know, two or well, three. If they would say they lost Washington, USC, and. Oregon, you could argue they're not in the Power Five anymore. Definitely be close. See, I actually think that it would only take one school to leave the Pac-12, and that would leave Utah and the Pac-12 in a bind, and that's USC. I think. Yeah. I think the image, the success. USC would be the worst loss. The yeah, the image, the success of the Pac-12 is definitely hinged on USC, and if USC yeah. is gone. So is the the if you want the Pac-12, and 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 I don't think USC actually realizes how, and maybe they do, but they're just they just could be so good, and they're and they're so average. It's almost like it's almost like USC's playing down to its competition, and not and, right. It and really it hurts just, them to have USC play that poorly. It does. It really, really hurts it, the Pac-12. It, it creates a bad image for the whole entire conference. Um, so, so, it does. I, so with Utah, um, <clears throat> I think that Utah has an opportunity and they have a window right now because I believe this is all cyclical. I think that the conference, the, the play of football, it's all going to come back and Utah's in, in an, there's really a window and the window basically says there is no dominant team in the South. And quite frankly, there's really not a dominant team in all of the PAC 12, so being the new kid on the block, per se, this is the best opportunity, maybe the only opportunity Utah really has to kind of, uh, like, shorten the gap that they've, they've had just, just because they're new and, they, and they, they, they haven't had the resources that these other schools have had. And so if, if in this time, which I think they've done a fairly decent job of, at this time they, they've become competitive, they've become relevant, they've become a team to reckon with, and consider, and once you once you kind of break through that barrier, you start building this reputation 
in the conference and across the country, kind of like what Stanford did. They they found a yeah. way into into relevance in in the conference, and I think they did it at a time when there really wasn't a dominant player. Maybe Oregon was for a time, but um, if someone kind of figures it out in the conference and really becomes that dominant force, they could really really kind of get a stranglehold on supremacy in the Pac-12. So I'm not sure that it's a bad thing for Utah in the sense uh, in, in, where it is right now. But if, if well, right now, I think out of all those teams in the in the recent history, Utah's made really the in totality the best moves of you know in the football program of, of I think all the schools. Right? I mean, they, their rise has been meteoric. It's you know the with the stadium build out and the Olympics and, you know, everything just falling in line and the facilities and, you know, Kyle Whittingham doing a great job. And, you know, they've been in the championship game two years in a row. I mean, they've just, they've made all the right moves to, to build their program. I mean, it's a young program as far as the power five scene, but I think they've made the best rise out of all the schools. They've made, the, yeah. I, you know, I would agree Pac-12. with that. I mean, you, you look at like attendance, and Utah is one of the few schools in really in the country that hasn't had this slide in attendance. Uh, you think of the West, you think of the Western United States, and and who has better attendance than Utah? Maybe Washington because they have more, they have a larger stadium. And BYU, believe it or not, actually draws more more people than Utah. But Utah sells out and and has they 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 have all those things they've got the fan interest yeah they've got the coaching they've got the resources they're putting money behind recruiting so yes all of these things are actually happening for utah in the pac-12 uh as it as it stands right now i think i think really what maybe the message here is not so much that people want to leave the conference but there there has to be um a better strategy going forward of how to make the conference more financially stable. And, and well, it's kind of like, uh, you know, I think, I think there's a correlation between the mountain nest mountain West going to that mountain West network, you know, and leaving the national networks and being harder to watch. And, and on, on it was a huge mistake for the mountain West. It looks like the, you know, PAC 12 network is a very similar, issue with revenues and visibility and everything else i mean it's like the same kind of mistake well what 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 you run into because because i was a part of conversations before utah and when they joined the the pac-12 conference i was in the crimson club um board of directors and they were talking about how significant this relationship with the pac-12 network was going to be it was going to be a a financial windfall and all the projections were out there that it was going to be this grand thing. The problem with the Pac-12 network, it's a brand new television network, right? So it doesn't have an audience. And the only people that are going to follow it are people in the Pac-12. When you have these, when you have an NBC or you have an ESPN or a Fox, those are national television brands who have millions and millions of followers. They have people that aren't even followers of the Pac-12 that follow college football that will watch a Pac-12 game. And the problem you have with these new networks is you don't you don't have the you don't have the the critical mass of built-in followers cuz I mean let's face it the Pac-12 conference although it claims to be the conference of champions is really the conference of Olympic sport champions. 
the the championships that really draw people in in football and basketball, it's not that conference. It's far from it. And so, so right. I don't think they anticipated the challenge that they were going to get from from uh, some of these other networks, and 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 also providers like Directv just said, forget you guys. We're not we're not putting you on our our uh, our offering. And I wonder if if they didn't get Directv didn't get some pressure from some of these major networks to not do that because the Pac-12, oh, absolutely, is, you know, is in direct competition, and so the the the, the Pac-12 would be better off to have some kind of relationship with these bi- these bigger networks as opposed to having its own its own uh, its own network because it it really is kind of a drain on a lot of the financial stability of the conference being I agree, being a conference and being a network at the same time is, is like two separate businesses and, and it's hard to keep both of them. And it is just, and you're going up against the big boys. And if you don't think those big networks don't influence things behind the scenes to crush somebody like the PAC 12 network or the mountain West network, they do. Yes. It's like the 87 strike. When then those networks working with the NFL and bringing in the you know scab teams just crushed us is the players in '87 Sunday night football and, uh, Sunday night football on NBC is the top rated show on all of television so yep. so sports has a major impact on what we view and it's a it's a it's a powerful force and it's something powerful force. they pay attention to and and these new these new contracts, uh, TV contracts, they're all they always go up, and there's always an interest, and they they recognize these networks, the power of of how these these sports influence um, what we watch, which ultimately pays the bills for them. So so sports is a big deal. All right, yep. uh, he's Jason Buck, and I'm Scott Mitchell, and this episode of Rivals is now over. We're powered by KSLSports.com. Find us on Facebook at the Rivals Podcast, Twitter at the Rivals Show. 